Welcome into the Sports Med Analytics Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Deepak Chona. My friends call me Pac. If you're looking for more, hit us up on any social media platform, searching Sports Med Analytics, all one word, and uh, give us your comments and questions. There's a ton of injury news to break down, so we're just going to dive right in. Starting with Zach Wilson. So the Jets are not committing to a timeline, but Zach Wilson had his meniscus trimmed rather than repaired. So what that means for the short term is a faster recovery, and when he does come back, very little impact on his production is expected. They are reporting four to six weeks, but our data on pocket QBs says they actually tend to bounce back closer to three to four. So while week one is still in question, I would lean towards seeing Zach Wilson out there. Injury impact here, six out of 10. Second, we go to James Robinson, Jacksonville running back. The Jags are expecting him back for week one, but he'll be only nine months out from his Achilles. So because of that, the algorithm predicts him at 80% of his pre-injury explosiveness to kick off week one. Now, he should be pretty good by the end of the year. His 90% threshold should arrive by about week nine. And with the Achilles, there's not a major re-injury risk here, but it does tend to drop running back performance a lot more severely than most other injuries, ACLs, hamstrings, etc. Injury impact here, 7 out of 10. If you want to hear more about James Robinson and Travis Etienne and how to play this Jags backfield, check out the article we wrote on Fantasy Pros. Next, we go to Philadelphia, Miles Sanders. We do not want to see a hamstring strain for a running back right now, and there is a high chance that he makes a full recovery about four weeks from now by week one. But having a preseason hamstring strain does tend to make running backs more prone to missing time later that season. And now add in the fact that Miles Sanders has missed nine games over the past two years. And then the other fact that he's in a deep committee backfield and some of the touches are going to go to Jalen Hurts. So we're probably avoiding Sanders in most formats. Injury impact, though, four out of ten. Chris Godwin. Love to see the progress Chris Godwin is making seemingly week after week. He made a big step moving from non-contact practice to now being cleared for contact. A return in weeks one to three is what we've been projecting for a little while now, and it's looking increasingly likely. But the key question here is still production. So with an ACL, the average wide receiver sees a decline in their performance. And that decline in performance lasts about one year and recovers over time. But with Chris Godwin being on the younger side, a high pre-injury performer, and above all, the fact that he has about 80th percentile athletic metrics for his position, our algorithm is projecting him at 85% of himself in October, which is a very solid player. And by 90% by November, it wouldn't even be surprised to see him reach Pro Bowl levels by the end of the year. But the thing is, if he's playing in September, I would not be surprised to see him on a snap count. So for that reason, injury impact, 6 out of 10. Next is Rams QB, Matthew Stafford. Now, again, we suspect with Matthew Stafford, although it's not confirmed, that he may be dealing with a partial ulnar collateral ligament, or in other words, on the spectrum of the Tommy John injury that you hear about in baseball. So this injury has been going on for some time. He did average over 300 yards a game on about 40 attempts uh, in the playoffs, multiple games, presumably dealing with this injury. And presumably it was worse than it is now during those playoffs. Now he, now he's played an intra-squad scrimmage and he reports feeling pretty good. 
So there's no real indication of a setback here. Low injury impact, 3 out of 10. And we are seeing Cooper Cup come down a little bit in people's drafts because of the uncertainty with the Matthew Stafford injury. But I would not let that hinder you. Uh, I would continue to draft Stafford and the Rams wide receivers, especially if they become a value. Now, Kenneth Walker, Seahawks running back, did have a procedure this week for a what they're calling a hernia-like condition. Recovery for this averages four to six weeks. And I would lean towards seeing him play in week one, especially because he's on the younger side of this uh, age spectrum. Now, performance does not usually dip from these. If he comes back at four weeks, you may expect a little bit of limitation, but by week two or three, I would expect him to be pretty much full strength. And if you believed in him before, I think you probably still do. Injury impact is a four out of 10. Next is Rams running back Cam Akers. And Cam Akers has obviously been the topic of a lot of injury conversations over the past year. And you never want to hear that a guy who just came off of an Achilles is now dealing with a mild soft tissue injury that's preventing him from practicing. Clearly not good news, but I would say that three to four weeks is plenty of time to heal most mild soft tissue injuries, although we don't know a great amount of detail on what exactly that entails for him. The, if As long as it's not a hamstring strain, we wouldn't expect most of these to really be much in-season durability risk if they're truly mild. So injury impact is 4 out of 10. Again, it's a worth monitoring, but for us, Cam Akers going in round 5 currently is about right. I'm not really looking to pick him there, but I think that's about where he will end up in terms of his overall season production. Now, the key with Cam Akers is that is high risk, high reward, because Cam Akers is in a Sean McVay offense, and he is, right as I said, going in round 5 and has the potential to be a ceiling of a RB1 style player. But then you look at his floor and Achilles data traditionally has been thought to drop the running back position performance by about 20% for the first two years back. And it has had similar effects in the NBA previously. So the data is pretty convincing that the Achilles is a brutal, brutal blow for a running back's career. But the thing to keep in mind is that a lot of that data is older. And the newest modern repair and rehab techniques are speeding up both the recovery process and minimizing the amount of atrophy that these guys are seeing to a degree. And as a result, I think we may be looking at a new paradigm where Achilles injuries don't really have the same drastic level of impact that they used to. But I don't I don't feel comfortable with the data not being there really at all to support that yet, That saying that we can bank on that. So for that reason, I'm not taking Cam Akers in round five. If he starts to go in round six, then that's where I would start to pull that trigger. And I think, as I said, you're getting a Sean McVay number one running back, and you know he's going to get opportunity because even when he came back last year averaging 2.6 yards per carry, they were feeding him. So injury impact here, 4 out of 10. Got to monitor it, but not probably something that's going to affect him too much in season. Next guy up, Dallas Cowboys wide receiver James Washington. You know, they're already thin at this position. So even though James Washington isn't exactly a household name, he has a potentially valuable role. But now he has a Jones fracture. That's the same foot fracture that Derrick Henry just had. 
Debo Samuel had the year before, they're calling it six to 10 weeks for James Washington to, to stay out of the season. And uh, the average for a player with his style of play, wide receiver of his age and size, is actually eight to nine. So most likely, we're looking at a return in weeks four to six of the season. Now, there is a temporary performance decline associated with Jones fractures. So as a result of that, he should be close to full strength by about week eight of this year, but probably not much before that. The one caveat with all of this is that Jones fractures are not exactly like bones in the other areas of the body in that they don't always heal perfectly. So there's about a 15% chance that they say they have delayed healing. So the Cowboys docs are going to take x-rays and probably a CT scan of James Washington's uh, bone in his foot to make sure that it's healed enough for him to play. And if all goes smoothly, then we're talking those eight to nine weeks. But there is that chance that healing is delayed. And it may be similar to what we've seen with Zion Williamson, where things have not necessarily gone exactly as we planned, as we uh, had hoped and how he had probably planned for them. So keep in mind, Keep that, keeping that in mind, we're going to say injury impact 6 out of 10. Next is J.K. Dobbins. This is a guy I'm really rooting for. And the reason is that he'd be beating running back position averages if he played week one. Remember, he wasn't just an ACL. He also had a ligament on the lateral side of his knee affected. And for that reason, the average timeline, it takes about 15 months for players to come back from this. So he'd be two to three months before that if he plays. But our data is calling it a 75% chance of happening just based on the deeper injury analytics. He's young. He's hyper-athletic. Remember, he had the highest spark score coming out of high school at his position in the country. And for that reason, he's projected to be at 85% of peak explosiveness if he does play week one. But we must consider that that does not mean the same as production. Because of his clear long-term potential, we'd expect to see J.K. Dobbins be ramped up a little bit, probably over the course of about three games, the first three games that he plays. So look for J.K. Dobbins to hit high levels at some point this year, but probably not straight out of the gate. Injury impact, four out of 10. Next, we go to George Pickens, and we're happy to report there's no injury to talk about here, but we also wanna know what injury does tell us about his previous history. And we broke this down on Fantasy Pros right before the NFL draft. But basically, George Pickens, at the end of 2020, played against two top 25 opponents and put up 250 yards and three touchdowns. And that was his coming out party at University of Georgia. Then he tore his ACL in March 2021. He went hyperspeed through that rehab. He came back in under nine months. And keep in mind the average time for this injury is usually closer to 10, 10 and a half, and that's in the NFL. So as a college student, he came back in under nine months, and he put up pretty underwhelming numbers, and that was in both the UGA games and the NFL Combine. But that's really exactly what the wide receiver ACL data would have predicted, coming off that soon from the injury. So when it comes to George Pickens, the reality is we've probably only started to scratch the surface of his potential. There's a good chance George Pickens has other than those couple of games before he tore his ACL in March 2021, that is a good chance that George Pickens' last year of production was really only a shell of himself. 
And that is all I have for you today. This is Deepak Chona signing off from the Sportsman Analytics Podcast. Do hit us up and join us next time.